The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. So, to the Fiat. Voice of the Millennials. With Yasin Kipi. Igniting the youth. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back to Voice of the Millennials. Of course, it's Rabiul Awal and we've been talking about the Mawlid of the Prophet ﷺ with Mahmoud Khatib about the Mass Mawlid 1440 happening at Masjid Al-Quds on the 1st of December. We also spoke to Aisha Hamdulay on her thesis on justice and transformation, spatial planning and urban land reform in Southern Africa, particularly in Cape Town. And we move now to a very important project and that's the Ghazali Children's Project um, initiated by uh, Aisha Gray Henry, she was here in our midst uh, just a couple of weeks ago and uh, inspiring all of us parents and teachers to really give back the, the spiritual life to our children so that they can, um, you know, deal with these various Islamic ideas and ideals in a very, very creative and participatory way, inshallah ta'ala. And as someone who has implemented this, and of course that was mentioned that over 150 schools have implemented this project worldwide, and uh, the person I'm about to speak to has implemented in Birmingham, the United Kingdom, who is on the line now from Birmingham, that's uh, Sidi Muhammad Ishaq. Assalamu alaikum. So uh, it's been it's been wonderful knowing you, Muhammad Ishaq, and now you've been uh, working as well on the Ghazali Children's Project. How has that been, and and, and how has your um, your children been with regards to teaching um, and the various other initiatives that you're involved with uh, at the madrasa? Um, Alhamdulillah. I mean, first and foremost, it's it's the grace of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You have to always recognize that. For us in this work, um, essentially we're just tools for uh, for Allah's work, um, and and in reality, I mean, uh, one of the ways we would measure the success of uh, actions uh, in the worldly sense would be simply the feedback that people have had, and we've had many guests come from 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 all over and from different backgrounds, whether it's scholars, uh, speakers, nasheed artists, whoever has come to this project. They've been extremely. Um, uh, extremely pleased to, with what they've seen, but I think the biggest opinion or um, or feedback was from Aisha Gray Henry herself, who had uh, put this curriculum together. And in her opinion, she said that it that from all the places that she saw from the madrasas uh, worldwide, she said that the best implementation of this project of hers uh, she had seen was at the Birmingham uh, Sunnywood Hub. Well, well, that's absolutely wonderful. Uh, it's really to do with emotional intelligence, to know yourself, to know the students that you're working with, and the Ghazalian way of teaching uh, is really to you know, uh, to dig deep within the human psyche of how these students, how these children, how um, the ulama, how every person thinks, and and to look at that as as the object of 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 study, and to address that as as a as a problem, and and of course give the solution to that. Um, I was thinking about the emotional intelligence of the Prophet Sallallahu as a topic that we really need to look at uh, how we react to certain things. Uh, I just wanted your thoughts with regards to that, and the, 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 one of the latest. Projects that you're working on, and that's uh, knowing yourself, the four human temperaments, as a way to actually understand children, and in terms of pedagogy and, and teaching them uh, in various methods. Um, Yasin, um, I mean, everything you said is 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 is, 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 is 
100% spot on. I mean, uh, the importance of such a thing, and we've seen it being displayed in the Prophet Wasallam in the example and how he dealt with all these different people, these characters that were in and around him. Um, and we see the progress of each of the, especially the, the four caliphs, the Khulafa Rashidin, the rightly guided caliphs. And we look at the lives of someone like Abu Bakr at the start of his life and the type of a person he was, radiallahu anhu. And then we see him at the end and some of the decisions he had to make. You can see clearly that these people had been mentored and that there was somebody who had been watching over them and cultivating themselves in their character and essentially working with the temperaments that they had. Um, this is something that clearly aligns with this idea of the four temperaments. And the reason I've selected this is because as anything that we do, we always should have a framework, uh, a reference that we're, we're using. Um, and for us, if we can find it, if our, Muslim, if our own scholars have recognized this, uh, then it's uh, an affirmation for us that this is something that it has been um, critically looked at from the perspective of traditionally tra- traditionally trained scholars. Um, and alhamdulillah, this framework is out there. It's brilliant. I mean, everyone wants to know themselves and wants to know others and have better relationships with each other. And this is the key, uh, in my opinion, from what I've seen, the, one of the most sound um, frameworks out there uh, and it can be used in various forms in fact it's not just being used in social cultivation um, it's also being used uh, in advertising I mean, subhanallah these people have been uh, people out there have been using this same information uh, to make money I mean we're supposed to our purpose is to get to God uh, I mean you can even use this to make money if you really want to uh, whatever you seem to, to whatever you deem fit, uh, as, as to be something important uh, you can use it for that and if our priorities are in the right place then we will know where we're trying to get to but and essentially in the classroom environment it's how do we get these students to understand and to implement that which is being taught and and using it through this framework it's uh, it's clearly i mean uh, there's uh, in surah um in chapter uh, in surah surah room and uh, verses 21 to 24 clearly allah Taala shows there are these four types of learners it's an amazing uh, four verses to, to look at uh, and uh, and these link directly, and I've used uh, resources that are already, this research has already been done. It's up to us to just simply make those connections, connect the dots, and and, uh, and help each other. Uh, and I use this in, 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 in all the work that I do in many of the projects, whether it's dealing with the youth uh, teaching, um, or just the youth club, or just dealing with adults. Well, it's, it's certainly useful, and I mean, I was uh, thinking about emotional intelligence quite a bit, as I said, and one of the things that Daniel G- Goldman says about that, and he is the one who wrote really the, the book about emotional intelligence in the 80s, because before that, it was all about IQ, it was, if you think about who's the most intelligent person that you know, in fact, I asked someone that today, and, and she said Einstein, but um, according to Al-Munabbih and Imam Al-Ghazali, there's no doubt that the Prophet ﷺ was the most intelligent in terms of his aqal, and and that was really about how he treated people. So I, I read this one example of uh, a Sahabi who was not yet a Sahabi by the name of Adi ibn Hatim and uh, who ran away when the Prophet ﷺ came and his fam- some of his family had become Muslim and uh, the Prophet ﷺ asked for him to, to, to come and meet him and uh, as he came into the house of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, the Prophet gave him uh, the only pillow in his home and, and this man was, was, was really surprised. This is the only pillow in his home and he's the leader of Medina. He's running the whole Ummah and on, 
after that the man comes into the house and this man is begging um, or at least complaining about the tough life that he's had um, you know since becoming Muslim and of course the persecution of the Quraysh while Adi is sitting there as a wealthy man in the time of Jahiliya his father uh, who is Hatim ibn Ta'i this very wealthy man uh, and then the Prophet turns to him and he says uh, that you know perhaps, perhaps one of the reasons why you're not accepting Islam uh, is because uh, the, 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 the problems that you see within mm-hmm. the people and the Prophet promises him that there will come a time in the Ummah that there will be so much wealth that there will be no one to give zakat to and that certainly happened but the, the, mm. the steps in knowing the steps in knowing the, the person you're speaking to the emotional intelligence that you can use is three the first one is of course knowing yourself and that's what you're going to be speaking about the second one is of course knowing the person who you're speaking to knowing their background and the third step which is really interesting that I that I found and undoubtedly in, in your tour that you, you will be going to, to Istanbul and of course in the UK and Leeds and uh, I think tomorrow inshallah uh, is that you can use that same information to manipulate Manipulate people, or as the Prophet did, was to uplift their oh. spirits, right? And and in terms of children, yeah. um, to use these things that the Ghazali Children's Project um, gives um, to uplift their spirits. So perhaps if we can give some of the examples of, of the activities and the lessons that you've taught the the, the children um, at at your madrasa. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of this is managed. Look at someone like Imam Al Ghazali, who is known as the proof of Islam. We see that. One of the things that he was, he, I mean, one of the reasons why he was called the proof of Islam was because he put this to the test. He put a lot of this to the test. And it's not a challenging manner, but it's to truly challenge the self and to, to be real with the self. I mean, to listen to certain uh, voices within ourselves, certain um, doubts that we have, and to face them, to truly face them, and to really have this yaqeen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether if this is true, then it should um, it should prove to be successful, or uh, you know, give me exactly what it says it will give me. You know, to do what it says on the package, essentially, to do what it says on the tin. Um, and he did this. And so, one of the things that we've done with the kids is we've really just taken this idea. And again, it comes with yaqeen and, and iman and, and having studied. So, alhamdulillah for the studies, um, we have uh, made simple simple activities where they get to really um, test themselves. So, for example. Something like something we consider to be uh, metaphysical, uh, and through the whole idea of the metaphysical realm, uh, this whole idea here is something that many people have like a, a difficult time with in understanding this. And one of the simplest ways we can um, test this and understand this to be a reality is simply by um, observing smiles. And one of the activities we did with the kids was to just everyone silently just to pass a smile around with each other. And as we did this, uh, naturally, it was quite weird at the start, and the kids were a, a little um, <laughs> yeah. finding it quite odd. Yeah. But as it went on, there was all of a sudden laughter and smiles that came about. Mm-hmm. And at that yeah. point, I said to them, just take this in. How did it feel when a human being looked at you? Was it simply uh, a change in their face, in their facial feature? Or did it just be, did it bring about something deep within yourself that you genuinely started to smile and started to laugh? Because it became quite a funny activity, and they were laughing. And the idea was that, was that, was that and, then for, and then we also used these, these practical activities to reflect deeply. And at that point, I asked them to close their eyes and to really bring in to their minds a smile of someone who's dear to them, and most of these people went to their mums. And I said, and how does it just feel at this point that you can see your mum 
smiling at you when she isn't even present. This is the concept of metaphysics, and this is us as simple children, simple human beings, exposing ourselves on, uh, to the to the reality that is, or to the world that is metaphysics, and so that it doesn't need to be explained theoret- theoretically mm-hmm. when it's been experienced in its true taste. That. She's not here, but it's more powerful than physically her being here, because if I was limited by the physical realm, I would not be able to be affected by her presence yet. Mm. By closing your eyes, she's being brought to your presence. And this idea, I mean, there's, there's many examples we've done, but just to, um, to, to truly, again, like I said, to, to make the best of the physical and the metaphysical world, to get to these realities which are uh, very much existing, and the first book, which is Kitab al-Ilm, is really understanding that there is a higher knowledge Mm-hmm. And that once we start to accept that that this higher knowledge does, ex- uh, does exist, and that it has manifestations not just in the metaphysical but also in the physical realm, yeah. Or then we're on to something, aren't we? And once the children mm-hmm. are convinced into that, then there's many other doors that open up and many discussions to have. Well, uh, certainly, and of course, anyone, anyone listening who wants to get a copy of that, it's been reprinted in South Africa by Baitul Hikmah in Durban, and it's really uh, easy to get shipped over within 48 hours, and you can just go to baitulhikmah.ca.za, of course, ghazalichildren.org, Fonds Vitae, just um, Google the Ghazali Children's Project, it comes with the workbooks, activities, and curriculums, and all of these things. And, and just coming back to the four temperaments now, Muhammad Ishaq, the what is really interesting for me is that um, some of the examples that Aisha Gray Hindley gave was that for example she um, spoke to her granddaughter and said you know we have two hearts don't we we have the physical heart and the spiritual heart and and the reason we, n- we need to keep the, the the spiritual heart clean is because there's two worlds there's this world and the next world and uh, it's very uh, very funny that when uh, her granddaughter went into the next room and her son uh, was playing piano and he said he's playing a piece by Bach who died 250 years ago she said well he's not dead he's just in the next world <laughs> so that's the way that, so that's the way yeah. that they pick things up but what, what's interesting about Al-Ghazali is that he treats all of these four temperaments so that might be an experiential one but there's also a very logical argument so one of the things that he says oh, oh, yeah, yeah. well one of the oh. things that he says for example is what would you say to someone who saves you from a lion about to attack you um, you know we'd, we'd thank that person <laughs> and then well yeah. what, what are you saying to about the teacher who saves you f- by polishing your heart teaching you how to polish your heart so, so these are really great things and if you can just talk about these four temperaments Exactly, and inshallah, may Allah allow this to happen. We can bring you to Cape Town, we can have a workshop on this linking to, to mental health as well. Talk to us about these four temperaments by name um, as well. Okay, I'll, I'll try to keep it quite short. I mean, the workshop is about three and a half hours, so I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> um, the, the temperaments essentially are something that were recognized by uh, many different uh, civilizations from the Greeks, Muslims, the Chinese. These are foundations in traditional medicine. Um, and uh, and the temperaments essentially are, are what affect, it's, in Arabic it's called a mizaja, mixture. And it's what affects uh, our behavior. It also affects our uh, our our thinking uh, and 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 essentially it's our immediate reactions and it can easily be seen as like a personality type or personality theory um, but even from that perspective it's quite useful um, and there's essentially four temperaments which are sanguine choleric phlegmatic and melancholic mm-hmm. uh, and each of these each every human being has a has to some degree and and a dominance in one of them and a subdominant in, in one of the others and that sort of shapes up your personality so I can uh, so 
during this workshop, you can easily identify which type of a person you are. And I've tested this for too many years for it to, and I've been convinced in this, and it's been correct for so many years that I'm absolutely a, I mean, the first time I heard it, I was a bit skeptical, um, but I'm actually a complete believer in this. Um, and I, I find it to be true. And uh, not only do you find your, pers- your, your types of behavior from your thinking, it's, it's essentially a cognitive behavioral uh, aspect is, is, is how we're looking at it. And when a person really discovers that, then you can find certain weaknesses, uh, certain strengths. So I've, I've developed two extra modules which are motivating and then the spiritual cultivation. The motivating chapter is really how do we deal with this person to get up and do whatever is whatever I want to be doing, so whether it's work, whether it's studying, whether it's uh, um, uh, schooling, uh, whether it's um, religion, whatever it is that you want to do, how can you get yourself up to do that? And those around you. So if you have a, if you, so for example, a sanguine type of a person, a choleric and a sanguine are the types of people who, who are much more social. And then there's the, the phlegmatic and melancholic, melancholics who aren't social. Well, if, the, if somebody was a, was a phlegmatic or a melancholic and is not social, they would have a very difficult time with their husband or wife who is very social because that person would always want to be going out. And a lot of the times you misunderstand this because then there's assumptions made as to, well, are they not happy to spend time with me at home? And are they going out? Uh, and it's really understanding why people are like this. So there's people out there in this world who are also considered to be very negative, very pessimistic, very cynical. And there's others out there who are really cheerful or very optimistic. Well, just a quick one for you guys as to the melancholics who are who appear very negative. In fact, it's not that they're so negative; it's mm-hmm. just that they're idealists. Well, I, and I, I they, quite like that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're idealists and they're looking for this perfect world, and they and they have a high standard in what they do. And so, when people don't reach that standard, or they themselves don't reach that standard, they can easily fall into negativity, being pessimistic, and then they have to be careful of, uh, in that. Now, Plato has his four characters, and he's recognized the four virtues and, and if you look at virtue ethics and it's very interesting we, we looked at a, a work by Sheikh Eliji and he it continues this whole idea of the of uh, of the four virtues well the four virtues are directly uh, linked in, in my opinion and in, my, in the opinion of my, of my teachers to these four temperaments and essentially uh, and uh, I think you'd love this you'd absolutely love this and if you get some time if I'm over inshallah I'd love to show you this that there's this clear um, I, I, so, so the idea of a virtue. Do we have time? Sorry. Yeah, time? yeah, sure. We have, we have, uh, we yeah. have another four minutes or so. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. I'll just mention this. So, commonly, a common understanding of virtues and vices, uh, those good characteristics and the bad characteristics, to put it simply, um, a common understanding is that they're binary. It's that on to to the, to. Um, that the the perfect way of being is is a virtue and to have and the opposite of that is a vice but in fact it's not actually like that the virtue is the middle road and an excess in those characteristic characteristics could lead us to uh, a vice and a deficiency that can lead us to a vice now when you apply this to the four virtues recognized by Plato and Imam al-Ghazali and Imam al-Ghazali breaks down the metaphysical DNA in such a simple model it's I, I mean, I'm looking at this, I might do some further research in this, but this is incredibly useful for a person because I can rewrite for you your, your journey uh, to, to, to yourself. And if you haven't journeyed to yourself, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the map to yourself by using the work of Imam al-Ghazali. But the point there about the virtues is that you can easily recognize within yourself certain virtues that are natural to you, 
and certain vices that are, are that you're more prone to or more likely to fall into. And I've combined this with works of, of Tuskegee, purification of the heart, to sort of identify key diseases of the heart that each of us, based on the temperaments, needs to be watchful over. Yeah. And again, I'll show that they're not necessarily bad in their intention, they're, they're good intentions, or just the way we are, but it's about how do we use this. It's so useful. I mean, I've been benefiting from it so much. It's literally, I can give you terms or, or language to, to speak to a particular type so that you don't, uh, for example, the negative. Sometimes people think that with a negative person, you have to be negative back. This is a common misunderstanding when they're cynical. You be cynical back to give them a taste of their own medicine. Unfortunately, that will never bring about a solution. Mm-hmm. They will never bring about a solution to expect them to understand that. Rather, you need to change your perspective and see how they're seeing it and share in that experience with them rather than trying yeah. to oppose that. And this is the beauty of knowledge. Once you understand, mm-hmm. you really you really understand. You, you're truly seeing the picture as opposed to thinking you see the picture and then become yeah. continuously clash heads. So it's very interesting. It's uh, a whole science in and of itself. Um, and this isn't even looking at the medicinal uh, aspect of of, uh, of of biology and physiology. That's a whole different science, and that's certainly not the science that I, 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 I don't have an interest in. Not why I'm sure I'm not qualified in that. But for me, it's really about behavior therapy, therapy from that perspective of how do we essentially do the work we want to do. Even Dawa, I mean, you can do a masterclass on Dawa based yeah. on the four temperaments of how you should do Dawa. In fact, advertising tech companies have already done this work. They'll tell you how to sell for each different type of a person. For the caloric, they want it quick and they want it fast. And so you want to be giving them quick results. Right? You want to share it with them quick results, whereas a phlegmatic person wants to be safe. Yeah. So you have to prove to them how this product provides safety or it's that this product is safe. Uh, and then the sanguine is a popular person, and so they need to see that this has been recognized by the masses, so that if they, are, if they have it, they're also in with what's, uh, what's important. So it's, it's, it's a very uh, interesting uh, science, and, and to well, use it in education or whatever, it's very beneficial. Absolutely. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us and talking to us about this. Uh, inshallah, we will be seeing you inshallah, in Cape Town, uh, hopefully in, in soon. Uh, all the best to you on, on your tour. We'll have this interview up very shortly on, on social media, so please do share uh, on our Facebook page. You'll, you'll find it. And if you want to be in contact with Muhammad Ishaq, all you have to do is go to uh, his, his, his Facebook page. And do you have an email people could contact you with um, as well? Yeah, um, uh, for regards to the, to the, to the temperaments, any other work that I do, you could just um, send me an email at info.isaqisaq at gmail.com. Absolutely. Shukran so much. All the best to you. Assalamu alaikum. Jazakallah. Wa alaikum assalam.